ladies and gentlemen, once again to the SAP Learning Insights Podcast. Uh, today, I have a very intelligent guest. Um, I expect him to do most of the talking and most of the carrying throughout the discussion here today, uh, Mark Green. Uh, today, I'd like to talk to Mark Green about uh, SAP HANA, specifically SAP HANA modeling and how you can study this topic on SAP Learning Hub. Uh, Mark, without further ado, would you like to uh, give maybe your origin story in a few words on how you came to be the expert that you are today? <laughs> of course. Thank you, David. It's great to be here. So, yes, so I'm Mark Green. I'm uh, part of SAP Product Learning, and I specifically work in the UK and Ireland organization, although I've spent quite a few years with SAP America as well. Um, I'm a, an instructor um, and also a content developer. And I'm also the person that manages the learning room for SAP HANA modeling. So I've been with SAP now 23 years. Yep, you did hear that right. 23 years doing this same job. Wow. <laughs> and um, I have a, a pretty broad background teaching a lot of SAP topics over those 23 years. But I, I focus uh, on analytics. Okay, sounds good. Um, you said you also do some content development um, how does that tie into um, your, your day to day? So are you splitting your time between writing the actual learning content that our learners are going through and um, being sort of an active instructor? That's exactly right. Yes. So you could say that about half my time I'm in the classroom or in the virtual classroom, or I'm actually the other half of the time I'm actually developing the content. And that also includes exams as well. I'm, I'm one of the guys who writes the questions for the certification exam. So I, I do the full the full suite. Oh, wow. <laughs> I deliver the content. I actually create the content and I test that everybody's learning the content as well. Okay. So then you're no better person to ask with uh, all questions ranging from introductory down to the most advanced and um Maybe we can start with something quite introductory. A question that I uh, oftentimes come across in the welcome room, and maybe uh, you come across as well. Uh, could you take a few moments to explain what the difference between SAP HANA and SAP S4 HANA is for our new new listeners out there? Sure, I'd be glad to. So let's start with SAP HANA. So SAP HANA is principally an in-memory database. But it's not just a database. SAP HANA is also including the capabilities to connect to data wherever it is of all types. And also, although it can store data, it can just reach remote data as well. But SAP HANA also provides an important advanced data processing engine as well. So it can actually not just acquire and store raw data, but it actually turns it into information. And, and that's basically what SAP HANA is. It's the platform for acquiring, storing, and then turning the raw data into information. But SAP HANA by itself is not enough because think about SAP HANA like a, an engine of a car. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to buy an engine and just put it in their garage and walk around it looking at it. Uh, imagine you went and bought a, the best engine you could. So you went and bought a Ferrari engine. That's great. You put it in the garage, you bring your friends around, you fire it up and you walk around it a little bit and you, they're all, <laughs> all amazed about how this incredible engine you know, could really do some great things. But without it actually being used in any implementation, it's not really going to do anything. So that's why we t turn then to S4 HANA. Now S4 HANA is an application that sits on top of HANA. 
So this is the, the, the application is what faces the business users. This is what they interact with. And the S4HANA is a suite of applications that support business processes such as procurement, for example, sales order management, warehouse management, financial management, HR. So it's the application layer. But that has to be powered by something. And that something is SAP HANA. So if SAP HANA is the engine, then think of the car that, that, that wraps it is as S4 HANA. They both need each other. Okay. So let's say a customer um, runs SAP S4 HANA, then by default, they are using SAP HANA. So a company that's using SAP S4 HANA would benefit from an expert in SAP HANA. That's absolutely right. Because here's the thing. There's many applications that SAP have developed that are powered by SAP HANA. Example, S4HANA or BW4HANA. So those are applications built by SAP that natively run on HANA. So there's no choice there. HANA is the engine built into that application. But it's important that those who are involved in the implementation of the application are skilled in the core SAP HANA skills. So in other words, they should learn about their database. They should learn about the in-memory data processing, data acquisition, because when they do that, they are basically taking advantage of the power of HANA, the extra capabilities, because although it's powering their core application, HANA can do so much more than that. Okay. So in theory, somebody who's an expert in SAP HANA would um, be very useful to a, a client that runs multiple applications. So not just S4 HANA, uh, there could be other applications that run SAP HANA that this person could be an expert maybe across multiple ecosystems, for example. That's absolutely right. Think of it as, as almost like a horizontal role because okay. their job is to provide the, the knowledge, the skills that allow the organizations that are using applications on HANA to really unleash extra potential. A good example is somebody that would come along with SAP HANA data modeling skills, for example, might help an organization running S4 HANA to develop advanced data models for, say, spatial analysis, geographic analysis, or textual analysis. Those are specific HANA core skills that they could bring in, and we could then integrate them into an S4 HANA environment. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, SAP HANA modeling, would you be able to maybe say a few words on that? Um, what sort of people would be interested in pursuing, which uh, I would expect is, is sort of a sub-discipline within the SAP HANA realm is uh, is modeling, um, right? So what sort of people would be interested in pursuing such, an, such a discipline? Well, I guess you could say that the traditional BI, business intelligence consultants, are interested in data modeling. I mean, data modeling is one of the important skill sets that are required for most applications these days because many applications are embedding analytics within them. So let me give you an example. In S4 HANA, there is embedded analytics built into the product. Uh, also, even with BW, there's a lot of HANA native modeling that's required. So the kind of person that's interested in developing skills around HANA modeling is typically somebody coming from the BI space, analytics space, that wants to understand how to actually develop data models on the HANA data that can then power analytics within applications. And it's important to recognize as well that within HANA modeling, we use a lot of graphical tools. So it's not something that, you know, you don't need to come with 
programming or coding knowledge. We use a lot of graphical tools. So you're doing a lot of dragging boxes and drawing lines between boxes and you know choosing settings and so on. But what you do need is you need experience of what is data modeling. So you need to understand concepts like entity relationship models. You need to understand dimensions, star schemas. You will need to understand cardinalities and joins, etc. So you need to understand the basic common language of data modeling. But the tools are really designed to be simple to use. And yes, there is some coding if you want to go to code so you can basically create some custom code in sql or r language and use that to really enhance and customize your data models so essentially who, who's interested in data modeling well again the bi people would typically be uh, i guess uh, most common audience for this but it's anybody that's involved in any part of the implementation which touches on analytics because in order to really unleash the potential of the hana data processing engines they need to understand how to data model okay is this a topic that would be too advanced for somebody in the university realm, for example, to decide to pursue? So let's say uh, a data science student or, or somebody in that uh, data science um, academic realm, um, maybe they're not quite experts in these topics yet, but they before they graduate, they want to um, get something on their CV that uh, indicates that they have more expertise outside of just academia. Is this something that maybe they could pursue in parallel to their studies or is this maybe too advanced for a student no it is it certainly is not too advanced i think this is ideal that um if you have a, a data science student what they need to do is to have a way to apply their knowledge and with scp hana we have a, an easy to use environment where they can apply their skills immediately and get instant results so data science of course is a is a very broad umbrella term and it usually means a lot of different things to different people so if somebody imagine i was recruiting for my my implementation team and somebody came along and said i'm a data scientist well immediately my follow-up question would be can you drill down a little bit on that let's get a bit more specific because that's a yep. very broad term it's a bit like saying i'm a erp specialist so what we'd need to do is figure out exactly what that means data science could mean related to data acquisition, extraction, transformation, loading, modeling. It could be front-end building of dashboards, cockpits. could be to do with the, the maths behind it, the statistics, the machine learning. And typically, data science is a, a wrapper that covers all of these disciplines. So data modeling is really, in many ways, can be seen as a subset of that because if somebody came to my project and offered their services and they said that they were a data scientist what i'd like to hear them say is i have knowledge of data modeling and specifically data modeling in a hana environment that would be ideal and then i'd show them the desk and say you can start tomorrow <laughs> okay um so in, in order to follow the learning journey towards going from let's say let's stick to the student example somebody who's in the data science realm and academia, maybe perhaps towards the end of their studies or in the middle of their studies, and they enter SAP Learning Hub, and they find the learning journey that will support their aspirations to become an SAP HANA modeling expert. At the start of that journey will be your learning room. Uh, would you be able to maybe give a background as to how your learning room would could support the goal of that person um, getting certified so instead of them just jumping straight into the ebook or to the e-learning and, uh, and and struggling to memorize a bunch of terms and, and concepts and then jumping straight into the exam um, how can the the learning room that you run um, maybe 
softened the blow of uh, having to study all of this uh, content um, alone, for example? Right. That's, that's a great question. Yeah. So, so think of the learning room as being um, a kind of coach along the journey, because this is what we do. We focus in the learning room on those who are especially wanting to achieve certification. So what we do is we provide extra content in the learning room, which is enabling that uh, person to gauge their progress. So there's assessment questions throughout. We break up the topics into subtopics. So it's actually a little bit more granular than taking, say, a, a class, you know, the whole piece. We break it into bite-sized chunks, and then we test along the way with assessments. So you can always find out along the way how you're doing. And here's the thing about the learning room as well. Of course, you have access to the experts. Uh, instructors are on hand to answer questions. And of course, you uh, can work with SAP systems. And if you get stuck, we're there to help you. But one of the most important things to remember is that the learning rooms, one of their main goals is to assist and support the learners who are aiming for certification and be their certification coach is probably the best way to describe it. If you get to the very end of your learning and you're still feeling a little bit wobbly about the certification, then we can basically uh, invite you to workshops where we get you ready for certification. We um, take you into the world of certification just to make sure you're not to, um, you know, uh, shocked by what you see. We get a lot of students who tell us that they've learned everything, but when they got the ex to the exam, you know, they did the uh, freeze in the headlights kind of syndrome. They just saw the questions and thought, I don't know any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Where do these questions come from? So we really make it um, a lot more comfortable for the students who are taking certification by being their coaches. And also remember that learners in the learning room are collaborating, they're sharing their experiences together. There's nothing better than having a, a buddy, you know, with you, who's also at the same stage in the learning process as well. So compared to standing outside of the learning room, you know, of course, you can get through by taking the courses. Um, but what we're doing in the learning room is just just being a little bit closer to you in terms of making sure you really are truly ready for certification and get a really good pass as well. Yeah, something I always try to tell people um, uh, across Learning Hub is, is just not to be shy. They'll, they'll be scared to ask questions. I'm sure there's this public aspect of it, of you asking, posting a question. Everybody sees you have this question, but um, you have to be positive that most people have that same question and probably just... Uh, a bit um, hesitant to ask the same thing. So I encourage everybody to break the ice, go out there, ask all the questions there are. There's no such thing as a dumb question. And just a little bit more on the learning room. Um, some learning rooms ha are a bit more focused than others. Um, multiple certifications, multiple learning journeys can theoretically be supported by a single learning room. Um, is that the case with yours? Or are you a bit more focused on one particular learning journey and or certification? The SCP HANA modeling topic is, is a very large topic and uh, has multiple um, subtopics within it. We So in, in, in the learning room, SCP HANA modeling learning room, we are covering one learning journey, one certification, which is the topic of SAP HANA modeling. I think some of the learning rooms uh, do cover, for sure, uh, multiple learning journeys. So if you were looking, for example, at perhaps the BW learning room, that might cover, say, different versions of BW, BW Power by HANA, BW4 HANA, even DataWare's Cloud might be included there as well. But uh, it's such a, a big topic. SAP HANA modeling includes um, 
really that, that's the focus one thing i would say though is that this we must remember there's two flavors of scp hana it's probably worth reminding ourselves that we have scp hana on-premise and then we have scp hana cloud which was more recently introduced so i would say then the scp hana modeling learning room covers both of those now this is done deliberately so that anyone who builds skills in scp hana on premise can easily transition and take those skills to scp hana cloud and even vice versa so if you started out with scp hana cloud you're going to learn the the basic fundamental skills that are easily transferable from one to the other and that's what companies are uh, organizations are looking for right now is a those people who have got skills with on-premise and also in the cloud as well. Okay. Um, I don't want to go too far into the weeds, but you mentioned uh, SAP HANA Cloud. Uh, would you be able to maybe distinguish the two a bit between SAP HANA and SAP HANA Cloud? Because um, I'm sure most people listening are probably familiar with the terms um, SAP S4 HANA Cloud versus SAP S4 HANA um, on-prem, as they like to call it. Would, would you be able to maybe say a few words on the difference for SAP HANA? Of course I would, yeah, for sure. Uh, so basically, um, SAP HANA on-premise came first uh, back in 2010. Uh, SAP developed SAP HANA as an on-premise only application. But uh, as many companies are now looking for a hybrid solution where they integrate cloud services with on-premise, SAP HANA is also available in the cloud. So what we find customers really doing here is exploiting the elasticity of cloud so that they can start small with SAP HANA cloud and use it in many ways as an extension to on-premise. So imagine that you implement an on-premise SAP HANA system, and then you want to basically develop some new applications, but you don't know yet if they're going to be rolled out and scaled. Mm -hmm. So what you do is you start small. And what you might do is just buy some additional services from HANA Cloud to expand your overall footprint with HANA. And then once you want to start scaling your applications, you can do that either on-premise or in the cloud. I think it's important to remember that fundamentally SAP HANA Cloud is really very largely the same as SAP HANA on-premise. The key differences here is that SAP HANA Cloud is a service. So mm -hmm. the principal difference is when you are wanting to get started with SAP HANA Cloud, you don't have to provision your own hardware. You don't have to purchase a license from SAP to run the software. You don't have to develop skills to install and maintain the software and keep updating it and patching it, etc. You don't have to run the HANA system yourself. There's another organization that's responsible for running it and making sure it's always up. So what you do is you just take care of developing on HANA and using the applications that run on that HANA. So SAP HANA Cloud is fundamentally the same as on-premise without all the costs of the hardware setup, skills required, and the running of it as well. But what it delivers is essentially the same. Okay. Um, maybe one more silly, silly question from my side. You stated that SAP HANA Cloud came out only recently, but um, SAP S4 HANA Cloud um, has existed for quite a while already. So uh, technically, I guess SAP S4 HANA Cloud was a instance of SAP HANA Cloud already? <laughs> I know this can get pretty tricky. <laughs> so let's just unpick this a little bit here. Um, so yes, you're absolutely right. SAP S4 HANA 
cloud was uh, made available quite some years ago now, uh, soon after the on-premise version of S4 HANA was available. Mm -hmm. and, as, and as all cloud services are a service. So for those companies that wanted to consume S4 HANA, but didn't want to have all the setup, etc., they purchased it as an service and they would subscribe to that service for their finance, HR, procurement, sales, etc. services. But uh, SAP HANA, of course, is actually powering that S4 HANA cloud system. Okay, so they, they were always together. Okay, so the difference now is that SAP have made available just the database and its engines separately from S4 HANA. So in other words, imagine you're an organization that wants to build an application from scratch and they're, they're looking around for a database. Then they would turn to SAP HANA Cloud for the database. Okay. It's a cloud database as a service. It's, a, it's still an in-memory database, just like the on-premise version, but it's easily deployable. They can basically purchase a subscription to this cloud service and have a database within a couple of hours running, and then they can start building the applications on top of it. So SAP HANA Cloud is basically that engine that I talked about at the beginning but a cloud-based engine. Okay. But you've got to do something with it. You have to actually build something yourself on it as well. Got it. Thank you for humoring me and my uh, and my odd questions. Um, no, it's 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 a it's a it's a very common area where we get a little bit tangled up. There's a lot of words that start sounding similar: Hana, Cloud, S for Hana, and so it's good to really you know unpick that a little bit. I always like to do that. Certainly in the classes that I'm teaching, we always begin with terminology. Let's be clear on words. Indeed, and um, as learners transition from learning the, the terminology going into the theory and um, eventually looking to get their hands onto an actual system and start uh, practicing we have sap learning system access formerly known as sap live access uh, where users can test their knowledge and and, and put their hands onto a system um, without the fear of, of destroying something from their employer or breaking any uh, functioning systems um, they, is, is your learning room a place where um, users can get um, support on those practical exercises as well. So once they get their hands on to the system and they maybe want to try some real world experiments on the system, um, would you be able to support them with that as well? Absolutely. In fact, it's one of the main purposes of the learning room is to support those who are accessing the training systems, as you described, and perhaps get stuck on an exercise. Because one thing that we don't want learners to do is to end up with a roadblock. You know, they, they stumble across something, they don't understand one part of the course, or they're working on an activity that's provided from the course material, and they get stuck. And, you know, we don't want them to just pass it by and hope that it doesn't come up in the certification question. So we want them to ask a question and ask for help. And we'll be right there to uh, guide them, just like we are in a classroom. If somebody puts a hand up, you know, we do expect to go and help them. There's no difference there with the learning room. Yep. There you have it, folks. You're not learning alone on, on SAP Learning Hub. So once people achieve a, a certain level of competence, uh, let's say they're probably certified and um, they're in the job world already, they are... Um, functioning competent consultants, for example, how would they be able to stay current um, on, on these particular topics? Um, and how can they stay current either on on-prem and now with SAP HANA in the cloud? Um, is the stay current cadence difference between the two? 
Again, a great question. I mean, I think we've all recognised that, um, you know, staying current is incredibly important. This is a fast-moving environment led a lot by the, you know, the technologies that we're seeing arriving. So, yeah, you can be sure this is a fast-moving environment, more so than many other topics in SAP. So, staying current is, is incredibly important. The Learning Room recognises that. The HANA Modelling Learning Room recognises that we need to keep providing education on the updates to our products. And specifically in the SAP HANA Learning Room, we have content specifically for those who are continuing to learn. We always make sure that we're very quick to put up the content for each release. So if you go to the SAP HANA Learning uh, Modeling Learning Room, you will find that there's a whole bunch of tabs and on the tabs you can see the versions of the product. So, you know, you could basically click on the tab and follow that version of the product. We always focus on the newer versions, of course. Uh, so if, you know, we don't want to end up as an archive of you know, learning materials from the last 20 years. Uh, so you'll find that uh, we do keep this learning room nice and clean and tidy and up to date. But we also recognize that sometimes uh, a student who's aiming for a certification might not appreciate the fact that we just switch over suddenly to a whole new version and a whole new exam. Yep. So we, we always keep, if you like, the, the last one going as well so that they can stay with a, a bit more stability, I think is a way of describing that. But yeah, for staying current, the learning room is perfect because we are always providing the updates, the current information. And also there's a place to also attend live sessions. I haven't mentioned this yet, but one of the greatest assets, certainly one that the members tell us that they really enjoy, is each month we have a live session in the learning room. And that means that you can register to join that live session. They're typically each month, one hour where we pick an interesting topic. An expert speaker is invited. I invite them to come to the learning room. I sometimes myself I, you know, play the role of the expert. I, I do a deep dive on some something that's maybe a bit sticky with the learning. You know, some students tell us they're struggling with some parts. Next month, we're doing deep dive on hierarchy modeling. Last week or last month, we did, I think, something on predictive modeling. So those are little one-hour deep dive sessions. Now, the reason I mention those is because what we do occasionally as well is we have uh, sessions which focus on what's new. So those who perhaps come to the learning room just want to kind of catch up Delta. What, what's changed since I last learned can also do that as well. Okay. Wow. So plenty of opportunity to uh, interact with the experts. Um, if text is not really your thing, you can always jump into the uh, into a call and into the live session and uh, talk live. Absolutely. And, and we, we, we try to run the, uh, also the certification warm-up sessions from time to time. And that's a great opportunity to jump in and those are always popular with the members they always like to jump in and get you know get their questions asked and uh, their concerns are raised about getting ready for the exam so yes that that's always something that we do and these live sessions by the way are always recorded so they're in an archive so if you miss one you can just click and uh, play it back when you're ready excellent what would you say is the cadence for stay current how often are maybe new exams coming out or I don't, I don't know. Are you guys running Delta type exams yet or? Of course, in some SAP topics, there are Delta exams and, and full exams and so on. For the topic of SAP HANA modeling, what we have is, of course, we have the certification, which proves your skills in, a, in the area of SAP HANA modeling. Mm -hmm. Then we also have as well certification on digital badges, you know, for subtopics as well. So, for example, if you are learning SAP HANA cloud, you can then get yourself a digital badge, which is proving your 
extra knowledge. So it's basically a way of collecting more specific skills as well. So this means that um, we are providing proof of your, your you've, you've learned the main topic, but also proof that you're keeping up to date as well. So you can earn badges to show that you're staying tuned in to the product as it's evolving as well. Okay, sounds good. Um, are, are you also able to help some folks who are maybe uh, out in the field, uh, consultants running projects? I, I know um, in the welcome room, we got a lot of those folks who are asking questions that are totally outside of the education material. I can imagine maybe you get a lot of that too. Are, are you able to help those folks uh, in many situations? Well, it's certainly true that uh, in the early days, we were getting all kinds of questions that were really off topic. Yeah. And uh, we, we were starting to sense that the room was being used as a, as a sort of consulting kind of hub as well. And that's clearly not what it was meant for. It, it's a place for uh, support in your learning journey. So we, we put a few posts up and put some sort of information around the QA forum to explain what, what kind of questions we would expect. Now, of course, we love answering any kind of question. That's our job. I mean, we can't help it. If someone has a question, by, by default, we try to answer anything. So it's not that we don't want to answer questions, but it's just that there are sometimes better places to post your questions that are especially outside of your learning journey. Let's say, for example, you're a consultant, you're on site, you have an issue with your customer system. It would not be a suitable place to come to the SAP HANA learning room to post the question, something's not working, can you help me find the answer to this? Or, or perhaps ask about opinion, about what do you think would run faster, this or this, and what's the best approach? There's a better place to ask those general questions that are outside the scope of the learning learning journey. And that place is the SAP community. What we don't want to do is end up duplicating a knowledge base by having our own learning room knowledge base and another one in parallel with the SAP community. So we're very mindful that we want to keep those generic questions, particularly ones around troubleshooting or benefits in opinion related uh, issues, what would be better, where am I going wrong, keep those in the SAP community. And one of the benefits of keeping those questions in the SAP community is that they reach a broader audience as well, not just consultants, but product management from SAP. Uh, a lot of, you're, you're reaching a huge audience there. It, it's a public's place as well. The SAP Learning Room is always trying to help uh, our members, but we're focusing on achieving certification and really building their skills around their learning journey. Okay, that clarifies it. Thank you. One more question on, on the topic of off-topic uh, <laughs> comments in the learning room. Um, I always like to end on this one. Um, what's the most unusual question or content that you have seen posted in your learning room? <laughs> Well, I could tell you that um, I think it, it's certainly in the early days of this learning room. Bear in mind, this learning room was one of the first learning rooms uh, quite some years ago. Gosh, about six, seven years ago, maybe longer. Wow. Um, and, and in the early days, we were getting quite a few questions um, from members, basically asking us to help them find a job. I mean, it was almost like a, you know, <laughs> we always like to help. But I think we have to stop at trying to help people find actual positions in industry. We, we're certainly not a, a, some kind of job broker or agency here. But what, what we can do, of course, is let people know that they are learning an important, valuable skill that's, that's you know, in, that's highly in demand, but also make sure that they understand the value of certification and achieving their digital badges to prove skills staying up to date. Because we also mention as well that they should be putting those digital badges, certification, uh, etc., onto the registries 
electronic registries that basically are, is a place where you can prove your skills by allowing them to be posted on media sites like LinkedIn, for example, or, or websites that allow you to post your achievements. There's lots of those available today. And a lot of recruitment consultants and organizations using SAP are using those places to look for skilled people. So if you want to be visible, the best thing you can do is put, first of all, achieve certification, stay up to date, keep your badges up to date, then make sure you put those onto the registry, and then they're available to be posted on sites such as LinkedIn or just using your emails or on websites that uh, accommodate those as well. But what we will not do is uh, go hunting for a job for you, I'm afraid. <laughs> Okay, uh, but, but uh, anyway, that's still great uh, advice for those who are looking for jobs. Uh, we appreciate that. We've taken quite a bit of your time thus far. Um, shall we close with any final words of wisdom you might have for our learners? Yeah, sure. Well, I, I guess the one thing that I'd like to um, to, to finish it by saying is that um, I, I think you know, in the past, you know, learners would think of education as being this kind of one-time event or an event that doesn't happen very often, yeah. and there would be in a given time off their job, perhaps for a few days or even a week or longer. I mean, the academies of the past would go on for five weeks back to back. And, um, you know, it was it was this great big crammed session of learning everything in one go. And then you might not come back to class for another year or two or longer. Things are not the same anymore. We have to think about learning now as part of our job. It's an ongoing process. It's a continual flow. So I think it's important that learners find a way to integrate learning within their job and most you know the, the best employers they recognize that learning needs time and will allow that time as well but it needs to be integrated and be part of your job not just this one-time event that happens once in a blue moon and with digital learning and platforms like SAP Learning Hub we're, we're basically breaking down learning into bite-sized chunks so we're not talking about spending your whole weekend learning a topic just try to integrate one or two hours a week uh, and then pick something new to learn or just say to yourself I'm going to work through this course in the next three to four months and I'm going to learn an hour a week or two hours a week whatever you can afford to do but don't leave learning behind you have to stay plugged in to learning because especially with SAP HANA modeling and the world generally of analytics this is a fast moving environment and as soon as you turn away and you look back again things have changed so it's important to stay connected. All right, and there you have it, folks. Mark Green telling us to keep learning. Don't get complacent. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody.